Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know. This is Deacon Mike. This is John. Welcome. This is Catholic Stuff You Should Know. We changed the title like three weeks ago. Catholic Stuff. What, did I say it wrong? Yeah, Catholic Things. No, I didn't say it wrong. (laughs) I, I usually say it wrong. Today, I said it correctly to the radio audience. Now, um, I was wondering today about uh, about CrossFit. CrossFit. Can you tell me what CrossFit is and why my body hurts so much? Well, the reason your body hurts so much is because once a month you do an exercise called CrossFit, and it's full intensive, very natural, and uh, usually pretty short, but a hard, pretty hardcore workout. But your problem is that you don't do anything for a month, and then you go do an insanely difficult workout and you're like I don't want to understand why my body hurts afterwards. so the problem is doing it once a month the problem is doing not it the workout itself exactly. because my body tells me it's the workout that hurts yeah you're like a little elf you kind of show up once a month run a couple miles do all this weight and then you come back a couple months later I don't know why that's like an elf but freakish it's elfish yeah it's elfish Okay, so what are we talking about on Catholic stuff? We're talking about who punched Arius. Oh, that's that's a fun, yeah, a who fun punched, topic. Who punched Arius? So, and who is Arius? That is the first. <laughs> so we got to first figure out who the heck Arius is, and then we're gonna figure out who punched him. Does that sound good? <laughs> that sounds great. Okay. I like this topic. Okay, Arius was a priest in Alexandria, Egypt. In well, he was born in the year uh, three fifty. No, sorry, two fifty six. And he died in 336. So he was born in the mid-3rd century and then died right around the mid-4th century. A pretty important time for the church. A very important time for the church. A very important time. What happened at that period in the church? You had the most intensive persecutions under Diocletian and under several other emperors of Christians where they were just slaughtering Christians at the end of the 3rd century. And then... In the beginning of the 4th century, right in the early 300s, you have the Edict of Milan, which which is where uh, Constantine, I almost said Constantinople, Constantine makes Christianity legal. So it's like massive change, probably one of the most dramatic changes in the history of the church. So much so that you used to sympathize with Christians who get killed. Now we're worrying about somebody getting punched. Exactly, exactly. They used to get killed. Now now they're punching. And what we're going to find out today is they're punching each other. And we're going to figure out the reason for that. So Arius is this priest in Alexandria. Uh, Now, Arius is, he's a scripture scholar. He's like you, Mike. He loves to study, study the Bible, except he gets in a little trouble because he starts to develop this theory that Jesus is not God. Uh Uh-oh. Right? So he has this theology that says Jesus, who is the son of God, is not the same being, does not share in the same being, the same divinity as God. God the Father. Oh. He's like, I look at the Bible, and I read about the Father, and I read about this guy, Jesus, and Jesus does not seem to me to be divine. They're too different. Right. Jesus is like the a glorified ends. Oprah, so to speak. He's just this kind of oh, yeah. sage, dispensing wisdom freely, kind of living a good life. Good example. You know, loving. Okay, this is the part I forget. Does, does, does Arius say that Jesus is a man but not God, or he's God but one of many gods? Um, he is a man, but he's kind of like got real powers. Just a powerful man. He's a really kind of blessed by God. Kind of like God's blessed himself, but he's not God. He's different than God. Okay. And so, um, what happens is that this is not the case. This is not the, the belief of the church. This is not the, the truth. Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man. So essentially Arius and is denying 
Jesus's divinity, that Jesus is God, and it becomes known as Arianism, right? Yeah. Well, Arianism. here's a couple of things. Arius is very influential, very popular, and he's a great musician, believe it or no, not. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's like so what he does is he spreads his his heresy, his teaching, his false teaching by music. And it just oh. takes off like wildfire. Really? Do you and remember any of those songs? I, I don't remember the songs. I think and Rihanna is going to kind of remake one of them here sometime soon. But <laughs> exactly. Timbaland. Definitely had that beat. <laughs> Timbaland, Arian, Arian. The, uh, but it spread like wildfire. So much so that, that a guy named um, Athanasius, he says, I woke up. He was a bishop. He said, I woke up one morning to find the world air, had gone Arian. That's Whoa. one of his famous quotes from this is the early, early 300s. The whole world just picked up on this. And all of a sudden you have... Most of the Christians in the world are saying, uh, Jesus isn't God. Jesus is just a man, right? So you've convinced me that this guy needs to get punched, but who punched him? Okay, so who punched him? So this is what happens. So he starts to get in trouble in his hometown of Alexandria, and he flees to Palestine, right? And all the while, he's, like, putting out the tunes, and he's, like, you know, all this music, and he's spreading this heresy, man. and people are going for it, man. They, they're loving it. They're just like, this is so great. Um, so he's spreading, spreading. Well, eventually, they grab him, and they drag him to place called Nicaea because the emperor Constantine is like I just made Christianity legal now you guys are screwing it up all right and all and now all these Christians believe a heresy so the emperor Constantine says he pulls all of the bishops of the world together and he which is only uh, only about 300 who come to this council at the time it's a lot smaller church at this time gathers them all in a place called Nicaea which is in the far eastern coast of Turkey right before you get into into continental Europe he says we're going to meet there we're going to figure this out so they drag Arius to this meeting, right, to this, the Council of Nicaea, famous council, because it's the first of what's called ecumenical councils. Ecumenical is a fancy word that comes from the Greek word for worldwide. So right. this is a universal council, ecumenical council. Yeah. And it's the first ecumenical council, the first time this has ever happened. There's been like 20 or something, how many, 22, something like that in the history of the church. This was the first one in 325 A.D. in the town of Nicaea. All right. So, so Council of Nicaea. So you got all these bishops there, two of which were important. Alec, uh, Athanasius, who we talked about earlier, who was one of the first people to like hate this guy and to hate it. He's also the bishop of Alexandria. So he is personally oh, he's angry about this guy, Arius, who's one of his priests from Alexandria. Right? Right. Another interesting guy is this guy named St. Nicholas, who's going to come into our story. Okay. St. Okay. Nicholas. St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas of Myra or Mari. Right. Now, is he, this the same St. Nick, uh, the good St. Nick who comes down the chimney? It's the same good St. Nick. We're going to talk about this just in a second. He, Yeah, he becomes Santa Claus in uh, the Protestant world about a thousand years later. But we're going to get to that in a little bit. So St. Nicholas. A thousand years before. A trim, a trim, a CrossFit St. Nick. A CrossFit St. Nick. Shows is, up at the castle. Shows up. He was year. doing, he was doing um, you know, like um, kettlebells and he had he was doing push press. <laughs> and he's like, okay, time to take a break. Goes to the Council of Nicaea. He's sitting in the council. And Arius starts running his mouth about this heresy. And what does he do? He stands up in the middle thing, walks over to him, and just decks him. Ooh. Drops him. These are bishops. These are This is Athanasius punching Arius. No, St. Nicholas punched Arius. Athanasius Saint is there Nicholas, watching. Nicholas, the CrossFit St. Nicholas, Nicholas. Cross Nicholas just dropped him right there in the middle of the thing. And, and it's just like this massive riot breaks up. But this is a bishop and a saint Punching this heretic in the face. That is awesome. Yeah, that, I that love is it. awesome. I love it. This is one of the most fantastic things. We think of saints as like St. Therese. They're just pious and quiet. and they don't, they don't think of them like punching in the face, right? Okay. Let me ask you this. Can, my friend Brian Larkin uh-huh. listens to bad music. <laughs> 
Can I punch him in the face? You know, uh, some of that music's really bad, and I would say... I don't yeah. know if it's heretical, but it's... Well, Evanescence might be, or whatever they do. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I, I think that's... Uh, I don't know, take that up with your spiritual director. Okay. But here's the question. Why was St. Nicholas so pissed off? That's, uh, so we got to look at his life, because yeah, that'll explain why he punched Arius in the face. He ends up causing this... They throw him out of the council for a bit, he comes back, and then he, they hail him as this great leader because he was one of the, the turning it was one of the turning points in the council at the end of the council of nicaea they have they write the creed of nicaea which formally rejects arianism so it says this is a heresy and it says jesus is divine and that creed that we got from 325 from the council of nicaea from saint nicholas punching arius is the same one we pray every single sunday at mass the, the nicene, nicene creed, creed. Yeah. same one 1200 years later that's right. that's pretty sweet so this makes a huge difference this is the a way huge, you understand jesus is going to be it's a everything. huge difference if you and many many catholics right now kind of, we kind of treat jesus like that like oh he's kind of a nice guy you know, i think we all have this in us as modern catholics right. it's like he's just a nice guy but he's not really god he's not really come on guy. that's a little crazy maybe like that. the best the best guy who maybe ever like heard, the best guy god. yeah buddha's number two Jesus is number one, though. That's great, you know? So if I hear somebody say that, I can punch them in the face. Punch them in the face. Gla- absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Wait, wait a minute, though. Sa- Santa Claus is the jolliest old man that we know, okay? How did St. Nick, who punched Arius in the face, get the reputation of being this jolly, you know, like, fuzzy gift giver? Good question. Let's start with the life of St. Nicholas. He was born in, in 270 AD, so right around the same time as Arius. He was a little younger than Arius, right? Okay. And he was born in modern-day Turkey, and he uh, um, he had a, had this conversion in his life. He was about twenty or so, and then eventually he was made bishop. So at the time of the Nicene Creed, or at the time of the Council of Nicaea, he was a bishop. That's why he went to the council. Right. So he was the bishop of this place called Myra. All right. So mm-hmm. he's the bishop. But here's the, here's the reason why he was so pissed off at Arius because. His whole life, he had been thrown in prison time and time again and persecuted and threatened to death by the Roman emperors, like Diocletian, before Constantine made Christianity. So this guy had been suffering for like 30 years, and then all of a sudden this, this guy, Arius, starts running his mouth, and he's like, I didn't suffer and almost get killed by Romans for a guy who's not even God. I did it for Jesus Christ, who is God incarnate. Oh, yeah. That's why he's like, this is personal. So he goes to the council, and he decks him. Well, he ends up dying uh, in 347, but St. Nicholas is famous because he was this kind of secret gift giver. He was, you know, as Shannon Gunning would say, his love language was gift giving, right? Oh, yeah. it, it wasn't quality time or something like that. He, uh, he, would, he would just kind of secretly give these gifts to people. And there's all these amazing other stories, and unfortunately we don't have time to go into them, but you can just Wikipedia this or Catholic Encyclopedia this yeah. and find out okay. all kinds of stuff on his life. But he dies on December 6th, 347. So December 6th becomes his feast day. Right, he's made a oh, saint, yeah. and on December sixth we celebrate his feast day. Well, in the Middle Ages, what happens is that after the Protestant Reformation, the Protestants, the Catholics are celebrating Saint Nicholas Day on December sixth, and the Protestants are like, you know what, we need to subvert this and and mess this up. So Ooh. they take the um, they take the Dutch word Sinterklaas, which is how you would pronounce Saint Nicholas. Oh, oh, by the way, the the name Nicholas. If there's any Nicholases li- listening. Nico, Nike, and Laos. Victory of the people. That's two Greek words. Nike and Laos. Victory, isn't that cool? (laughs) A little side fact. A little side fact. So (laughs) the victory of the people comes when Nicholas punches uh, Arius in the face. There you go. 
So that's, that's but you were they, getting to Santa Claus. Sorry, Come that's on. what the name Nicholas. I thought that was interesting. So I'm, we I'm get to Santa. Sleigh bells we get, in my ears. Okay, we get to Sa- Sinterklaas, right? This Dutch rendering of the the name Nicholas, which is a Greek name, right? So Sinterklaas translates into the English as Santa Claus, and then what happens is Protestants develop this whole kind of histo- uh, this whole kind of caricature of the saint. It's rooted in his. Um, his good works and in his gift giving, but they kind of uh, turn him into this other weird thing. And then he gets turned into this whole material thing and kind of slips a couple weeks later into Christmas. So Catholics still celebrate St. Nicholas Day on December 6th. And you actually meet a lot of Catholic families who still do this. Right? Yeah. It's pretty yeah, With pretty the cool. shoes outside the but door. But yeah, now we've made him into this kind of freaky, jolly uh, Christmas <laughs> thing, right? Who's actually supplanted Jesus in Christmas. So, yeah, so not right. only did St. Nicholas get screwed, but so did Jesus now. Right. He's taken all the warm feelings from the, the little baby in the manger and made them fat man's cookie feelings. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting story. Nicholas is an interesting guy. He's uh, he's in Italy now, of all places. I think all saints end up in Italy eventually. It's just, you know, they, they come and they get their relics. And so they took him oh, from Turkey. Oh, his body's in Italy. Yeah, they took him I from Turkey. And, like, yeah, sorry. They took him from Turkey in 1087 and, and dragged him over to um, Bari, Italy. So if you're ever in southwestern Italy, check him out. Oh, go He's visit hanging out there. Jolly and Old. sometimes violent <laughs> Old St. <Saint> Nicholas. Nicholas. <laughs>